church. My name is Claire. How good were the musicians this morning? Great job, guys. You can grab your seats. Amazing, amazing. So it's so good to have you here in the house this morning. It's so good to see some familiar faces around, Carmel Santo, the the woman, the myth, the legend, as they say. She's here this morning. It's so, so good. Um, I got my friend Christine here this morning. So good to see you guys. Um, I'm so glad that you made it here today and it's wonderful to have um, Jack and Charlene's parents here and um, anyone else out here to support Josiah today on this amazing day. We're so glad that you're here and that you made it to the house this morning. So I'm so excited to share the word this morning. Also, actually, I'll say I just saw Alicia as well. Now she had COVID last week and I saw her. So if you've recovered from COVID, welcome back. Maybe you've got COVID and you're watching online. We miss you. We love you. We hope you're doing okay. Maybe you're listening on the podcast this morning or um, during the week or over the next coming weeks. We hope you're blessed by this word. We hope you're having a great week. We hope you're having a great day. And let's just jump straight into this one this morning. So the title of my message this morning is Fear and Faith. And we're going to be reading from Matthew 14, 22 to 33 this morning. Um, so if you have your Bibles, I encourage you open it up if you've got the Bible on your phone, open that up if you like, or even jump on our app as well. This is a shameless plug. If you have the church app, you can even open that up and find the notes on our church app. So let's read this scripture together. So it says this, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back on the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he, sat, while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went onto the hills by himself to pray. Night fell and he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were, they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking, they were terrified. In, fear, in their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! Um, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if that's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back onto the boat, the wind stopped and the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Now, the first thing I noticed from this scripture was there was fear. There was fear there. It says they were far away from land. A strong wind had risen and there was heavy waves. The disciples were terrified. And I thought it was quite interesting because Jesus says in this scripture as well, so many, about 15 times in the New Testament, don't be afraid. And I think that's just amazing because we as humans, we, we, it's in our nature, you know, sometimes we're a little bit fearful, we're a little bit terrified, we're a little bit scared, but Jesus says, don't be afraid. And I think we can hold on to that this morning. If that's one thing that you grab today, Jesus is saying to you, you personally, insert your name here, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do something. Don't be afraid. And I don't know what your fears are, but maybe right now you're in your seat and you're like, oh, I have so many fears. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so, I'm so terrified about this. Maybe 
Maybe you're afraid of having no money or maybe you're afraid of losing your home or your relationships failing or moving towns or starting a new job or, or, or studying that uni course or something. The list goes on. We all have fears whether we admit it or not. And the goal in life isn't to figure out or to navigate how we can live a life that's fearless and how, how we can have no fear in it. But the question is, how do I let fear not dictate my life and how do I trust God more? We don't have to learn. We don't have to go to our doctors or our friends and say, I need you to make me stop fearing. How can I stop fearing? There's no point Googling. How can I not be afraid? Because the reality is we're humans. We all feel afraid sometimes. And in, that, in those times of fear, we just have to say, God, how can I grow my faith to trust you more? Jesus, how can I trust you to see this through? And when God calls you to do something that is brave, that's a bit scary, that requires you to take a bit of a step out, you don't sit there trembling, oh, I'm so scared. God, I can't do it. I can't do it, God. But you say, yes, God, I want to be obedient to you. I'm not afraid because my trust is in you, God. My hope is in you. My future is in your hands. And if we just rewind a little bit, before Jesus sent his disciples onto the boat, he was literally preaching a message to people like, like this. He was preaching, he was um, speaking to people, setting people free. He was um, ministering to them. Um, he was healing people. And the crowd grew hungry. It says, Jesus blessed two fish and broke five loaves of bread and he fed it to the people. And there was even leftovers. Now, one thing I noticed that it says there was 5,000 men there. So that's that's actually a lot of people. And men actually eat eat kind of a lot sometimes, right? So these people are so hungry, their stomachs are hurting so bad. We're hungry, Jesus. And Jesus says, All right, I've got two fish, I've got five loaves of bread. I'll bless it. Here you go. There was leftovers there. The disciples were like, How did this just happen? Like that's a miracle. That that's crazy. And it just blows my mind because the disciples witnessed this firsthand. They they saw Jesus perform a miracle of, you know, setting people free, healing people, um, all of this stuff, and then, and then provide for them a whole meal with leftovers. And they were still uncertain, and they still doubted Jesus. They still allowed fear to rule over them. So my first point this morning is the call involves some level of fear. Jesus says to his disciples, um, get in the boat. They make their way over, they walk, they walk, they hop on the boat, and they set out in the middle of the lake. They're so far away from land. And I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't think I really like boats that much. Like, I don't want to get on just a little tinny boat and then drive all the way out in the middle of the ocean, looking around, oh, I see, I see no land anywhere. That's what the disciples um, were, were doing. They were in the middle of a lake, nothing. I'm scared of that. I'll probably be quite terrified as well. And then it says, then they see a figure walking towards them. Now, okay, it's the middle of the night. It's pitch black all around. Waves, massive waves crashing. Then thunder and lightning. They're in a storm. They're already very scared, trembling. Oh, a bit, a bit scared. And then they see Jesus. They see a figure walking towards them. Okay, I'm already scared of that. Jesus starts walking. He says, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. And Peter replied, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Now, I think it's quite bold for Peter to say this. I don't know what the other disciples on the boat were saying. I'm not sure if they were like, yeah, Peter, 
you go, boy, or if they were like, oh, what is, he, what is he doing? Like, how do we know that's really Jesus? How do we know that that is Jesus walking on the water? Now, Peter's probably thinking, oh, why did I say that? Why, why did I even say, tell me to come then? Tell me to come. He is probably terrified at this point. And it says, Peter stepped over the side of the boat and walked on water. Now, this is the only time ever in history ever recorded that someone fully human has ever walked on water, right? So I don't know about you, when I was a bit younger though, and there was like a pool, I said, oh guys, watch me. I'm going to try to run, run across the pool and like you get your run up. No, you sink straight down, right? You, you, you fall straight into the water. This didn't happen for Peter. He actually took a step. He stepped over the boat, took some steps on the water. That is crazy. That just blows my mind. It says then, he saw, he noticed the strong wind and the waves and he was terrified. He began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Immediately, he, Jesus reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, he said. Why did you doubt me? Now, in this moment, when Jesus was speaking to Peter saying, you have so little faith, why did you doubt me? I don't think Jesus was like, Peter, it's you again. I can't believe it. Why did you doubt me? Like, I'm so mad at you. I actually think it was the love of God speaking through Jesus saying, Peter, why did you doubt me? Why Why do you have so little faith? I think it was a comforting um, voice that was speaking to Peter because Jesus wasn't mad that he failed. God wasn't mad that he failed. He just said, why did you doubt me? It's like when a little kid trips over and you think, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You've hurt yourself. I hate you. I don't want you as my kid. Get out of my life. I don't even, I don't want to parent you anymore. No, that's not what you do. You say, come on, I've got your hand. Let's, you're okay. Let's, let's do this together. That is exactly what Jesus did with Peter. He, he grabbed him and said, let's do this together. And they walked back onto the boat together. When they climbed onto the boat, the wind stopped and the disciples worshipped him saying, you really are the son of God. The call involves some level of fear. It's a great reminder for us that um, sometimes, you know, we don't know what, what God's doing in our life. We don't know what, um, what miracles God has. But do you know what? Sometimes we just have to say, yes, God, I want to be obedient to you. Yes, God, I want to keep saying yes to you. Lord, I want to know that your voice is speaking into my life, calling me to step out on the water because you never know if you can walk on water if you don't try. Isn't that right? The disciples didn't get an option. They didn't say, actually, I don't really want to go on there. They just went. Jesus said, get on the boat, and they just went. They were told to go, and they went. Anytime you take a step of faith like Peter, when he walks on the water, there are fearful moments that begin to arise. Like you notice the wind, you notice the waves, and all of a sudden you notice the risk. You step into the danger zone. And I wonder what the disciples were thinking when Peter spoke to Jesus. I wonder if they said, oh, this guy is crazy. Or I wonder if they encouraged him to go and step out. But we need people in our lives who, when we're nervous, when we're scared, they can be the ones who say, Claire, just say yes. Just say yes. We need to have a church of people people who encourage us to say yes, the ones who speak over our lives, the one who pray over the next steps. Because fast enough the, critique, the critics come, fast enough the discouragement comes, and the fear controls us so quickly. When the fear comes, we have two options. We can grow bitter and we can start complaining, saying, but look how big the waves are. Look, how, look at the thunder. Look at, look at all this stuff happening. And we, we, our eyes start to 
make us scared. What we see makes us a little bit scared. Our circumstances, we start complaining about them. We lose focus on God and we grow bitter. Or we can choose to say, God, you're so good. You can do it again. God, I trust you. I want to be obedient to your voice. I want to follow you, God. God, I say yes to you despite what's going on around me. And I think so many people are under the impression that when you say yes to Jesus for the first time, when you give your life to Jesus, it's like a perfect button that he hits and your life is going to be easy breezy, like no problem, like problem free forever. But the truth is that's so wrong. There are still storms that we face. There are still obstacles and challenges that we have to navigate around, but it's um, there are still hard seasons you have to walk through. And there will always be times in our life when um, we're being called into the middle of the storm, when we can choose to stay in our boat and be afraid, or we can choose to have the faith to step out on the water and walk with Jesus. God wants you to trust him fully. Number two, there's safety in the safe place. When the disciples were on the land with Jesus, they were safe. When they were on the boat, they were safe. They were, they were comfortable in the boat. They, it was easy in the boat. The disciples felt the safest when they were just standing in the boat. But it's when you choose to get out of the boat, then there's the risk of sinking. It's, it's so rare that we can get things done when we're hiding, when we're afraid, when we want to stay hidden, um, when we stay in our comfort zone, when we live that you know, bubble wrap life. But we... It's our responsibility to say, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. Because when we don't, we stunt our growth. We can't experience new things. We can't fully experience and live the life that God has called us to. We can't be living in the hiding. We need to step out of the boat. Um, We need to live a life that is uncomfortable and challenging, growing and shaping. We need the boldness in our faith to live that life. The truth is that so many of us actually settle for the hiding places. We um, settle for the easy option, for the safe option. We settle for the comfort, for the routine. But God is saying, get out of your boat. Because if you never get out of your boat, you'll never walk on the water. You will never see that dream come to life. You'll never experience fully all that God has called you to do. Get out of your boat. And I don't know what the boat in your life is, but it's the thing that you run to when um, life gets a little bit challenging. It's the thing that you find safety in. It's the thing that gives you security. What do you turn to when life gets a little bit rough? For some people, it could be your finances. Like, I'm safe because financially I'm okay right now. It could be the job that you've been in for years, but you just don't enjoy it. But it's so much easier to stay than to try something new. The boat is easy. I'm not saying the boat is a bad thing, but it's the thing that's holding you. It's keeping you. It's restraining you from stepping into what God has called you to do. Sometimes it can be hard to know if like God's speaking to us um, and telling us to step out of the boat or if it's just a good idea in our mind. And I think it's so important that we wrestle. We wrestle with that ourselves to be certain that it's actually God speaking to us. And I think there's three things that we can um, learn about. Um, We can listen to wise counsel. We can read the word and be quiet enough to let the Holy Spirit speak to us. It says Romans um, 10 verse 17. So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. We need to be seeking wisdom from the ones who have done it before, who are living in their calling, who are walking in their call of God. Because there's no point going to a little five-year-old and saying, actually, like, I don't know if God's speaking to me. I, I don't know. And they don't, they don't have any wisdom. They, they don't know any better. They don't, probably don't even know what you're talking about. Um, we need to dive deeper in the word because the word of God is alive and it speaks to us. We need to be quiet enough to let the Holy Spirit speak. The voice of God is always speaking, but it's up to us 
um, to be listening all the time. So listen to hear the call. Listen to hear God call you out of the boat. Number three, there will be fear, but will you let it rule you? Now, you won't live a fearless life with Jesus. If you follow him, um, life won't always be easy. There will be fear. The fear will be there. But you have a choice whether you let the fear dictate your life or whether you listen to God speaking into your life. Um, Because the the voice of fear will always be there, but are you going to listen to it? Um, because the truth is, whichever voice we listen to the most, the word of the voice of God or the voice of fear is the one that we tune, we choose to tune into, the one that becomes louder in our life, the, the, the voice that is more prevalent. That's what we start listening to. And every time you want to do something new in your life, every time um, you take that step into that new territory or you go somewhere new and do something new, there's always, it's the area of the unknown and that's what scares us sometimes. So every time you go to grow, you will come face to face with fear. Um, there will be resistance. The devil wants to stop you. He wants to plant fear in your life and speak over you. But when we allow that to happen, we're saying no to growth. And we're saying, fear, you can rule over me. Don't say yes to complacency. Don't say, I'm okay with just staying here. I'm okay with doing nothing. Um, um, I'm okay with staying inside of my boat where it's safe. When you say um, that you're saying yes to Because we want to say no to an ordinary, mediocre life and yes to an extraordinary life. The worst things we can do as Christians is settle for just living the good life. You know, just living that mediocre life with no dreams, no goals, like no purpose and fear ruling over us. The worst thing we can say is no to Jesus. We need to live a life of faith to see the everyday ordinary become extraordinary. We need to see individuals and families on fire for God being faith-filled believers who are hungry for the word and led by the Spirit. Fear and growth come as a package deal. The choice is yours. Are you going to choose to grow um, or are you going to choose to say no? Number four, what if I fail? There are worse things in life than failure. Failure isn't the end. It doesn't mean it's all over. We have an example with Peter right here. He, he stepped out the boat, took a few steps and then failed. And maybe you look at Peter's example and you think, oh, epic fail. Like he took a few steps and then failed. He took his eyes off of Jesus. His faith grew small. His, his fear ruled him. Um, he looked at his surroundings and he got scared. He began to sink. He failed. But that wasn't the end for him. He said, Jesus, help me. And Jesus did. He reached out, grabbed him by the hand and saved him. It wasn't the end for Peter. And I want to be like Peter. I want to have the faith like Peter to take those first steps because they're the scariest ones. I want Jesus to call me out on the water, say, Claire, come. And I can walk on water to him. But if I, if I say no to that, I'm never going to walk on water. Um, I don't want to be riddled with fear, you know, overwhelmed with the idea, like, what if I fail? Because the truth is we miss opportunities when we're scared. We miss saying yes to Jesus when we're scared. But I want to say, God, I want to follow you all the time. God, I want to be obedient. I want my yes to be yes. And today you might be here thinking, but Claire, I don't have enough faith for that. Like, I'm afraid to step out of the boat. How do I step out? Let me tell you this, we just need enough faith to do something. We don't need, you know, the biggest, boldest faith to start with because our trust in God grows over time and so does our faith. Um, it says in Matthew seventeen twenty, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth, if you had faith, even, the, uh, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing is impossible. 
All you need is a little bit. Jesus said, if you have the faith as small as a little mustard seed, and I'm pretty sure that's the smallest seed in the world, like they're really, really small. That's all the faith you need to start walking on water. The smallest seed in the world is all you need. Um, I might just invite the musicians to come back up. Um, Most of the time, it's more comfortable to stay quiet and to stay where you are, um, to stay still and to not move anymore. But we need to start being brave, being bold and speaking truth. We need to reject the lies that are spoken over us and reject the corrupt wisdom. We need to have a faith that is bold because our world is broken. Our world needs Jesus. Our world needs bold believers who are faith-filled. And we can hold on to this truth this morning. It says in Hebrews 13 um, verse 5, For God said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. You will never walk alone. We have a God who will never leave, who um, always loves us, a Father who will never abandon you. And so this morning, in just a moment, a prayer is going to pop up on the screen. And I think maybe we'll stand all together this morning um, and pray this prayer together. Um, And this prayer is a really great prayer. starting point for us. And so maybe this morning you're here and you've never said yes to Jesus. You've never given your life to Jesus. Well, this morning we want to give you the opportunity to say, Jesus, I give you my life. I I, I trust you for um, what I'm stepping into. And do you know what? The safest place is in the boat. And maybe this morning you've lived your whole life in that boat. You've lived your life saying, oh, I don't know about Jesus. I, I don't know what to do. Maybe this morning you need to have the boldness to step out of the boat and you need to pray this prayer for yourself saying, God, I give you my life. So um, if that's you this morning, we're, all, we're not going to call you out. We're going to pray this prayer all together as a church. And we believe there's power when we pray this prayer. But let's declare this this morning together. So on the count of one, two, three, we'll say it. So one, two, three. Dear Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if you pray that prayer for the first time today, that is the best decision you've ever made. We're so glad that you've made that decision today. Um, if it is, we don't. We want to give you some resources. So come and see myself or Bernard or, or Jansen or Pastor Rob Pauline, um, and they can help you start getting on that faith journey today. So we're so 